the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Wonderful to be with you. You can only imagine, and you will understand why I say particularly wonderful to be with you today. I missed uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because I tested positive for COVID. I, I am positive for COVID. And obviously, I have a lot of thoughts about the subject. So let me get into it. I am feeling, I would say, close to 100%, but not 100%. Certainly, I, uh, I feel good enough to broadcast. I am obviously broadcasting from my home, as I am in a quarantine, not going into the uh, office while testing positive for covid My uh, symptoms were at their worst uh, with uh, regard to uh, chills, very, uh, very uh, feverish. I didn't have a lot of fever at all. I didn't have over 99 at any time, in fact. But uh, a great deal of, uh, of, of chills, uh, which was uncomfortable teeth chattering, etc. Uh, let's see, what else? I can't remember what else did I have. That was pretty much it. And what is, uh, what is important for me to tell you is that I believe that what I had decided to do uh, over the course of the last year and a half, I believe, has been justified. I wanted to achieve natural immunity, which is by far the more robust immunity that one can have against COVID or any virus. As Martin McCary, Marty McCary, Professor Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, and the Bloomberg School of Public Health, and the editor-in-chief of MedPage Today, wrote in the Washington Post, natural immunity to COVID is powerful. Policymakers seem afraid to say so. More than 15 studies have demonstrated the power of immunity acquired by previously having the virus. A 700,000-person study from Israel two weeks ago, this is a few months ago, found that those who had experienced prior infections were 27 times less likely to get a second symptomatic COVID infection than those who were vaccinated. Did you hear that? 
700,000 person study in Israel, 27 times less likely than vaccinated people to get reinfected. This affirmed a June Cleveland Clinic study of healthcare workers in which none who had previously tested positive for the coronavirus got reinfected. The study authors concluded that individuals who have had SARS-CoV-2 infection are unlikely to benefit from COVID-19 vaccination. And in May, a Washington University study found that even a mild COVID infection resulted in long-lasting immunity. So I have wanted to have that the entire time. And what I did was I took therapeutics, specifically hydroxychloroquine and zinc and ivermectin. Ivermectin beginning last November and hydroxychloroquine beginning last spring, very shortly after uh, the virus was diagnosed. And I hugged strangers in the thousands, literally in the thousands, while not being inoculated. And it was a gamble based on knowledge, not based on being a gambler. I am not a gambler. I certainly don't gamble with my health. But I so believe science and the science of ivermectin, not the lies of the New York Times. The New York Times would wish you dead rather than take ivermectin. And so would the Biden administration, and so would the CDC. They're corrupt beyond words. The number of Americans who were dead because of the opposition to therapeutics is one of the scandals in the, in the history of this country. I think I am a living example of how effective taking these therapeutics is. I am not young. I, I admit I am, I am healthy otherwise, but uh, I am in the category of people who should be most concerned theoretically, and I am concerned. That's why I've been taking all these therapeutics. I have hugged thousands of strangers, as I noted, at rallies around the country. I have posed for photos with strangers in the thousands at speeches. And finally, I got it from somebody. And that's the story. And I also took the uh, Regeneron, the monoclonal injection where you're given antibodies from uh, from the plasma of a person who has uh, who has had it president trump had it biden has made it almost impossible for people to get it because the man is evil i've never said that of any president i truly believe that joe biden is an evil human being i think he's corrupt i think that the entire CDC and FDA is corrupt. I think Fauci is corrupt. And 
I staked my own health on my understanding of how corrupt they are. But doctors have called the show to call uh, ivermectin a horse dewormer. There's a special place in hell for doctors who have dismissed ivermectin, so I don't really care what they do on my show. I do believe they will answer to a good God, because uh, if anybody should know better, it is doctors. To, to, for doctors to believe the New York Times rather than science uh, is a scandal of tremendous proportions. But that's the way the New York Times wants to describe something created for human beings and for which there was a Nobel Prize in medicine given, namely ivermectin. But it doesn't follow CDC protocol. The automaton doctors who exist in this country, who don't know a damn thing about the, uh, the protocols of, uh, of therapeutics, and just like a herd, follow the CDC and the president and the left. So here I am, and here is what I would say. If you're not prepared to take the protocols and take care of yourself the way my wife and I did, then you are leaving yourself exposed. And then there may be an argument for you to take Uh, to get vaccinated. There's no argument for young people to get vaccinated. None, none whatsoever. But if you have comorbidities or of a certain age and you are not prepared to take the therapeutics, you should consider taking the vaccine. That would be, that would be my position. It can hurt you. I know people it has hurt. It can also help. It's somewhat uh, of a crapshoot. But I don't want you to take nothing. That is my story at this uh, moment. Talk show host who is not inoculated gets COVID and is fine. And not fine because of luck but it's fine because of therapeutics. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, 
And I was not on the last three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I have COVID. I feel excellent, and I am a living example of the power of therapeutics. I have held the entire time that the use of therapeutics would have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. The American medical establishment is responsible for many dead people. One day the truth will come out. Uh, however, it will take a while because of the media lie as a, as a given, and they won't acknowledge that they were part and parcel of the, uh, of the denial of Americans of information while joining the hysteria o- over vaccination or nothing. That has been the, the, the policy. That has been the attitude. In Florida, you want uh, monoclonal, you, the uh, Regeneron. You just uh, go into a place and you get it. Joe Biden has tried to make that as hard as possible so that more people die. One day, people will awaken to the amount of evil we are fighting in this country with regard to the left in every single arena, including medicine, but it's very difficult for people to acknowledge it. It is. I understand that. What people like to live in a make-believe land. NBA player says COVID vaccine caused blood clots, but team officials told them to keep quiet. You know how often that happens? NBA player Brandon Goodwin, former point guard with the Atlanta Hawks, pulled out last season because of blood clots he believes were caused by the COVID vaccine. Goodwin said team officials called him when he was in the hospital and told him not to disclose his diagnosis. Goodwin said the symptoms all happened in the span of a month after getting vaccinated. Atlanta Hawks backup guard Brandon Goodwin will miss the NBA playoffs after being diagnosed with a respiratory condition, the Associated Press reported May 18th. While the team described the condition as minor, it will require treatment and keep Goodwin out for the remainder of the season. Nothing else was known about the minor condition until September 29th, when Goodwin disclosed on the video streaming website Twitch that his minor condition was blood clots, which he said developed after he got the vaccine. Goodwin said the symptoms all happened in the span of a month after getting vaccinated. I was fine up till then, up until I took the vaccine, Goodwin said. I was fine. So people trying to tell you it's not the vaccine, how do you know? You don't know. Yes, the vaccine ended my season 1,000%. Goodwin expressed no animosity toward the Hawks, but did express some confusion about how they handled his hospitalization. Nothing against the Hawks, but they called me the next day while I was in the hospital and told me, we're going to tell the press your season's over. Goodwin said the team asked him to keep quiet about his condition, which explains why the public is now only learning that the so-called minor condition was blood clots. They're just like, don't say anything about it. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, bro, Goodwin revealed in the video. Yes, Mike in Glendora, California. Hello. 
Good morning, Dennis. Um, I would like to, you know, Colin Powell died today from complications from uh, COVID. What is not known is, and I'm just reading about it on the Internet also, two and a half years ago, he was diagnosed with a terminal cancer called multiple myeloma. This is a a cancer that Peter Boyle died from, Geraldine Ferraro, and Tom Brokaw has right now. So in my humble opinion, he was, term- he was given a death sentence two and a half year- years ago, and-, and they can extend your life, but it's still terminal. Um, he could have died from complications of chicken pox. Um, it's a bone marrow cancer, and, you know, there, I saw this on the Chiron for Maria Bartiroma this morning or, or Stuart Barney. Uh, it's not being reported at all. But this is the same disease that, that uh, my wife died from four years ago. So I'm very familiar with this. And when I saw that on the TV, I was extremely um, upset that they weren't making a bigger deal of this. Um, he gave a, a speech at the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation two and a half, two years ago in October, talking about how to live with myeloma. But typically you have between one and a half and five years once you're diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Uh, my wife lived for 20 years uh, through extensive efforts by a doctor, uh, James Berenson. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's appropriate to say... Well, that, well uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite clear. Why are you telling me this? Well, because of COVID. You had COVID, and he died, and, he's being, and he, was, he was... It's being reported that he died from complications of COVID. And right, so you think he, that's he not true. He died, he died of, the, of this cancer. Exactly. Now he had. Uh, I th- it sounds it sounds logical to me. Uh, well, what uh, if what you're saying is true? And I I, uh, I have no reason to deny it. On the other hand, I, I don't know anything about it. I only know that Colin Powell died, and they're saying it's COVID. Uh, w- but that's par for the course the entire time. If you have COVID and something else, uh, they they attribute it your attribute your death to COVID. To, to maximize the number of dead uh, and uh, because honesty is not the policy of, of medicine at this time. So your point is well taken uh, indeed, and I'm sorry about your wife, obviously. Fred in Cleveland, Ohio, hello. Hey, Dennis, I just want to wish you the best with your health. Um, Thank you. You quoted an Israeli study. You know, the Israelis presented all their data on Thursday in a public session at the FDA. So the corrupt FDA puts everything on the Internet. You can watch it. You can even make comments, which you choose not to do. The Israelis reported out of 4 million booster vaccinations, there were 44 serious adverse events. That's one one hundred thousand of one percent. That's safer than aspirin. That's safer than Tylenol. That's safer than peanut butter. Okay. A vaccine that costs $18 a shot has 44 adverse events out of 4 million vaccinations. Right. So what is it? All right. So what is it that I? Okay. Right. I hear you. $20,000 infusion than an $18 shot. Right. Uh, what was it that I reported about Israel? It was not. It was not about the safety issue. No, you, re- was... you misreported a seven hundred thousand patient study that actually. Only well, wait. If I misreported it, then Marty McCary uh, of uh, of Stanford yeah. misreported, or, or of uh, yes, John Tuck. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So look it up on the internet. It was one hundred ninety-one reinfections, not seven hundred thousand patients. That's what the study was based on. So one hundred ninety-one reinfections. 
Okay, so he, he Mar- Marty McCarry in the Washington Post made up 700,000 person studies no, no, from that Israel? Was, no, 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 he didn't make it up, but that wasn't what the statistic that you said was based on. The statistic you quoted was based on 191 patients, not 700,000. Well, that's not what I read to you. We'll be back in a moment. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694, 800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. It's interesting things that I hear on the radio. It's one of the great reasons to listen to radio. You hear so many thoughts for somebody to say that the vaccination is as safe as peanut butter is one of those leaps of faith that uh, is remarkable. I guess, is there a VAERS system for peanut butter like there is for the vaccine? What does VAERS stand for? Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting. Do we have a peanut butter adverse events reporting system? But that gentleman who called believes that. The vaccine is as safe as peanut butter. And I'm not even telling people not to get it, but it's not as safe as peanut butter. I was corrected by my doctor. Regeneron is not plasma from recovered patients. It is a monoclonal antibody combination grown in humanized animal cells. Anyway, that is something I got. For those tuning in, I have a COVID. I am doing really well. I bless therapeutics. I wish the whole country had been on them. I wish we didn't have a lockdown. I wish we had used therapeutics from the outset, as I indeed had advocated I have a very important guest on, Erica Commissar, and then I will return to the issue of COVID. She's a psychoanalyst, frequent contributor to the Wall Street Journal. Her new book is Chicken Little, The Sky Isn't Falling, Raising Resilient Adolescents in the New Age of Anxiety. She also presented a recent PragerU video, Why Even Atheists Should Teach Their Children About God. Erica, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Thank you, Dennis, and I wish you a speedy recovery. It, it's, uh, it's, it seems to be happening. Thank you very much. Yeah. Erica, 
I uh, I took a position, and uh, if you don't agree with me, I always tell guests it's it's a non-issue. But uh, you, you may have, I'm sure you followed, given this is your field, uh, that uh, this huge report in the Wall Street Journal that Facebook, which owns uh, Instagram, it's come out that vast numbers of, of girls, teenage girls, are depressed and 6% are even uh, suicidal in thinking because of the bad body image that they get looking at other girls on Instagram. My reaction was, such is life. Everybody on earth uh, confronts people who are smarter than them, better looking than them, brighter than them, more successful than them, better spouse than they think they have, better kids than they think they have, better income than they think they have, uh, that the answer is not to shut it down, but to teach your daughter resilience. That's my position. What do you think? Well, you're right in saying that Facebook isn't the cause of mental disorders, but it's an amplifier. So social media is a kind of amplifier of the, the underlying fragility of many adolescents. So if you take an adolescent who has a very strong, emotionally secure background um, and you introduce them to modest amounts of social media, um, they may not have that kind of extreme reaction as a more fragile uh, adolescent who hasn't had that, you know, healthy, emotionally healthy, secure background. Um, and I write about that in my first book, right, that you have always been a great supporter of mine, and I'm so grateful. Um, but my first book is about how you create the emotional foundation in children. So heading into adolescence, they're more secure, so they can be more resilient and withstand the pressures of things like social media. So what... What is your answer to this theoretical crisis of Mm -hmm. terrible self-image? Is it to get rid of the images or teach the kids resilience? Well, I mean, I think one thing that we have to look at is um, that the images are idealized. They're touched up. Much like in my generation, I'm, I'm 57, in my generation it was fashion magazines, right? So we had you know, Vogue and Mademoiselle and all those fashion magazines, they were also touched up. Um, All right, hold it there. This is really, really important. Erica Commissar's book is up at DennisPrager.com. Chicken Little, The Sky Isn't Falling, Raising Resilient Adolescents in the New Age of Anxiety. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, Erica Commissar, major thinker, major writer, psychoanalyst, frequent contributor to the Wall Street Journal, new book, Chicken Little, The Sky Isn't Falling, Raising Resilient Adolescents in the New Age of Anxiety. So uh, we were talking about my current pet peeve, the war against Instagram photos causing massive anxiety, including alleged suicidal thoughts in girls because they don't match up to the photos. And as you were pointing out, what what generation since the invention of photography, what generation of girls has not had to put up with this? In your case, what was it, Vogue and, and what what else? What other fashion magazines? Well, Vogue and Mademoiselle, and I mean, they've always had idealized, almost touched-up images. And and, and know, what about Playboy centerfolds, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I mean, I have a piece coming out in the Institute for Family Studies uh, in, in next week, I think, exactly on this issue, Dennis. And what I talk about also is that boys are suffering, too, because... They have idealized images of girls from social media like they did from Playboy. And that's a problem because then they look at real girls and they go, that's, you know, I don't want that. And so, but the issue is, is that we've always had this. And that's what you are saying is that where does the emotional security come from that creates the resilience that allows healthier adolescents to be able to cope with these images. Um, so, I mean, I think you have to think of it twofold. One is um, the intensity and degree of the amount of exposure to it is different than when we had magazines. So what we really have to talk about as parents is how do, how do we create resilient kids so when they are exposed to social media, it doesn't impact them so dramatically. But also we have to talk about moderation. From the moment we give a child a phone, we have to talk about moderation with social media and limits. Uh, And you can't, it's harder to set those limits down the line. You have to do it from the beginning when they start to go on social media. And I always say to parents, limit Social media is not going anywhere. Facebook's not going anywhere. Instagram's not going anywhere. It's still going to be there. So it's it's on us as parents to to limit the exposure to it. And the reason that's so critical in adolescence is that um, the adolescent brain is very um, hypersensitive to stimulation. So what the research shows is when adolescents are exposed to too much stimulation, any kind of stimulation, drugs, alcohol, video games, Instagram, um, their brains have an over-the-top dopamine reaction, which is part of what's also happening. They are on Instagram and Facebook too much and too often. That's fascinating. Makes sense to me. The uh, the, well, the girl that the story opened up in the Wall Street Journal uh, acknowledged she spent three hours a day looking at the Instagram. And if that's what she acknowledged, she probably spent more. 
That's right. And we never spent three hours looking at a fashion magazine. We would have gotten bored after exactly. 15, 10 minutes, five minutes. And even a Playboy magazine. I mean, you know, how, how long could you look at that Playboy magazine? That's really the difference, is what we call the intensity and degree of the exposure that's causing a kind of hyper-dopamine reaction. And, and that's a problem, because once that reaction gets turned on, it gets very hard to turn that reaction off. And that's what causes things like addiction. So I suppose you could say that many adolescents are addicted to social media like you'd be addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol or video games or gambling or pornography. So your, your book is Raising Resilient Adolescents in this New Age of Anxiety. Give an example of how to make sure that they are resilient. Well, you know, what we have now is a perfect storm because going into adolescence, a lot of these kids have not had enough. And what I mean by enough is they haven't had enough of our time. They haven't had enough of our attention. Um, they haven't had enough emotional regulation from us, which is uh, when we're present enough physically and emotionally for our kids, they bring uh, – they bring their feelings and their experiences and their relationship experiences to us to help them to regulate those feelings. And when we're not around enough, then they're not getting that help regulating their emotions. So they go into adolescence without the capacity to regulate their emotions. We're not born uh, with the ability to regulate our emotions. That is something we learn through the moment-to-moment -moment contact with our parents. So if we give them enough in the beginning, then, and throughout adolescence, we're present enough and we're there to help them to regulate, um, then they learn to do it themselves. And so what we're doing is we're sending them into adolescence, giving them less in the beginning, um, and less secure attachment, less of our emotional and physical presence. And then we're expecting more of them in adolescence than ever before. So in my day, and I'm guessing in your day, um, we didn't have quite as much to cope with as a lot of the kids today, right? There's much more. Everything's over the top. Um, and so if we're going to demand more academic pressure of them and achievement of them, if we're going to uh, provide, you know, send them out into a world with more competition, more choices, more sensory overload, global warming threats, on and on, then we have to give them more in the beginning. Um, and I think what's, it is a perfect storm of sending them into adolescence more fragile emotionally and then exposing them to more. Well, that's why your book is so important. The book is up, folks, at DennisPrager.com. Chicken Little, The Sky Isn't Falling, Raising Resilient Adolescents in the New Age of Anxiety. It's always a joy to be with you, Erica. Oh, thank you, Dennis, and I hope you get well very soon. Thank you very much. And uh, the good news is, I am. More on COVID. <laughs> When we return, the Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. If I don't get to you, stay on. A lot of important calls coming in here.
This is a very fascinating. Jamie in Snohomish, Washington. Hello. Dennis, it's awesome to talk to you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm sure I see for a lot of people, especially living in blue states, that it's very frustrating, uh, everything going on with COVID, knowing that there's therapeutics, um, like the monoclonal antibodies, the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, and trying to get our hands on those. Um, I hear over and over again, especially, especially with the monoclonal antibodies right now in Washington State, that we have a surplus, but you can't, the hoops you have to jump through to get help and to get that when you have COVID, it's too late by the time you can make any kind of progress. And what are the hoops? What what is it? What do they claim? So you have to find a doctor that knows what you're talking about first off and will prescribe it. And then you have to go to the hospital, show them the prescription, but they have a list of things you have to qualify for to be able to get it. You have to be over a certain age. You have to have so many comorbidities, um, et cetera, et cetera. And what I find shocking is how many doctors don't even know what you're talking about. That's correct. I, I, I'm, I'm regularly mocked for saying that I know more about COVID than many doctors, and it is no compliment to me. It is a complete insult to doctors. They read nothing about the issue. It, it, no. It, nothing. It really A doctor is. who does not and know I, about I, mon, monoclonal... Uh, say it again? I was going to say, it's true. And half the time, I feel like people look at me like I'm crazy when I'm talking about the therapeutics and, you know, right. what you That's do correct. if you do get COVID. Right. I mean, my elderly parents won't even think about ivermectin because their doctor from the University of Washington, who now won't uh-huh. do transplants if you're not vaccinated, they won't wow. even get try to get ivermectin to keep in their cabinet. Well, all right. Just for the record, I have lived by what I have preached, and I am well as a result. By the way... If you think the uh, mandates are are vile, there's a group that f- that is fighting them, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Please contribute to them. This is there's no more important cause right now in this country. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.